something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John A. Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train. That is the Anomic Age. I'm your host, John H. Very happy to be back with you today in the not-so-wee hours of the a.m. Coming at you in the daytime. Wonderful guest. We got none other than Mr. Edward Cage joining us in just a mere matter of moments. But before you do, please check out anomicage.com. Like all the likes. Subscribe to all the subscriptions. Share the links. Friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. If you are so inclined, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. You can become a patron, make it a one-time thing, whatever you would like to do. As always, the free stuff, we got the free newsletter, the iPhone app, the Android app, and every single show I've ever put out and made is there at anomicage.com. You won't find that at any social media site um, except Brighteon. Brighteon.com has not taken any of my content down, so... You can find it all there as well, but uh, nevertheless, anomicage.com. Share those links if you can. All right, I'm very happy to welcome men, Mr. Edward Cage, but let me give you a little bio on him before we get started. Edward Cage was born in St. Louis, Missouri, and raised in the city's north side. Edward couldn't read until he was 20 years old. As he taught himself to read and write, he wanted more for his family. As his readings became better, politics and social issues became a favorite topic. Edward started to debate with friends, family, and anyone that would converse with him. Edward is co-founder of Enter In Media, conservative activist, minister, public speaker, and artist. Thank you so much, Mr. Edward Cage, for being with us today on the program. I'm so excited to talk to you. I can't believe it's been so long. Yes, it has. Thanks a lot, John, for having me. I appreciate it. It has been a while, and I think since the last time we talked, uh, a lot of stuff has happened, uh, you know, just just all around the world, mainly in our own country, you know. Uh, so I think a lot of times when uh, people, when they see what's going on, I think even on both sides of the aisles, they can't even, you know, believe what's going on in our country. But yeah, it has been a long time since the last time we spoke. I can't believe it's been four years. I was looking at the dates and when the last show got posted, and it says four years. I can't believe it, man. Good grief. We got to do this more often. (laughs) Oh, most definitely. I think it was 2019, 2018, 2019. Yeah, (laughs) since the last time we spoke. And uh, I'm telling you, a lot of things has been going on. We, We had the pleasure of having one of the greatest presidents of my time, Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just 50, so, you know, I know a lot of older folks would be like, oh, you still young, but, <laughs> you know, I'm just 50, and, you know, I I believe that President uh, Donald Trump was was probably one, of, well, not probably, but was the greatest president of my time, or at least um, from what I can see, you know, and uh, everything that he said he was going to do, he did, and I think that that's what made him a favorite amongst people. That's the truth. 
<clears throat> I just hope we can somehow uh, get back to where we were. I feel like we've lost so much, so much ground, and and yeah. so much of this. I'll, I'll quote: uh, what "Was it Stephen Quayle? Stephen Quayle always says there's no political solutions to spiritual problems." And I just look at everything on the the horizon, if you will, and I can't come up with a better solution than than that spiritual solution, God. And I mean, we've seen yeah. so much decay. It's just anywhere you go, I, I swear I hesitate to go out sometimes because I go out, you know, go to a big box store because you got to get the, the paper products and everything. And it's just, I can't believe yeah. the world we're living in sometimes. I just go out and I'm like, man, how do, how do we get here? But I know how, but it's still startling I, sometimes. It's just sick, man. Well, I think a lot of times people, they don't understand that, uh, how things play out, that, Voting has consequences. Even when you cheat, they have consequences. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of folks, they like to say, oh, we didn't cheat. You know, you conservatives are just mad that, you know, uh, Joe Biden beat him. But, you know, like like the meme said, I haven't seen 80 million people say, keep quiet. I mean, they have been quiet than a mouse in a house because they know that that old idiot that they uh, uh, voted for is no good. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a genius to know that things are bad in our country. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you look at the Democratic Party, let me go back. Even when you look at my community that I grew up in, North St. Louis, when they came into our community, the only thing they had to push was emotions and fear. And they did the same thing then to have uh, uh, Joe Biden win. Well, they used to come into my community in the late 70s, early 80s, and, you know, I mean, all the way through the 80s and the 90s. All they could push is fear. Well, the Republicans are going to do this, and the Republicans are going to do that, and we will vote for them thinking that some type of way our community will get better. I know my mom and dad, they voted my mom, dad, my family, my friends, my friends, parents. They all voted for the exact same system that when you turn around, you look at it and you say that it has done nothing for our community. Now, I'm not saying that the Republicans got the right answers to everything because I'm so pissed off at them right now because they're so weak and spineless. They act like a bunch of little sneveling punks. That's right. So, so I, 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 yes, I'm upset at them. But when I hear people say, oh, well, the Republicans are this and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Well, the truth of the matter is we don't know what they was going to do because they never had the opportunity, at least not in my neighborhood. They didn't. Everything that has been done to my neighborhood has all been up under a Democratic regime. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're continuing to do it. So we almost have to ask ourselves, are we in the position we're in because of the big bad white man or because of us? And one thing that I have learned is that sometimes you have to look at that mirror, look in that mirror. And when you look at it, you have to take a hard look at yourself because I can guarantee you. When you look on the left side and you look on the right side of that mirror, you won't see nobody but yourself. That's the truth. So, 
a lot of times what's going on in our community is our fault. And, you know, um, it has just gotten to the point now to that I don't know if we're just so used to seeing what's going on in our community that we don't even think nothing is wrong. I mean, just look at, let's look at, say, I mean, uh, Chicago, and then we're going to go from, then I'm going to take you to a, uh, a few cities, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, let's do it, man. If you look at Chicago, I remember Lightfeet or whatever her name is, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the empowering homosexual. Yeah, it looks like and a Star Wars like, character. Why you got to say she a homosexual? Well, they always throwing it out there, so I'm going to throw it out there. You know, the one who say, well, the white man is this and the white man is that and the white man is doing this. Well, you married to a six feet white woman. <laughs> you know, isn't that something? But remember when Donald Trump wanted to send in the uh, Coast Guard, I mean, the National Guard in California, and she cursed him out and she, you know, said no and said all this. Now, all of a sudden, Chicago, Chicago is still a war zone. Mm-hmm. And... Now all of a sudden she want to ask uh, Joe Biden for the uh, for help. Didn't the, didn't President Donald Trump wanted to send that to you? See, the problem is that they didn't want to win for Donald Trump. That's all it was. So they could so so Chicago voted for this lady, or she won. I think the first time she was put in, and then the second time they voted for. Mm-hmm. They got her in, and look at the city. Look at the, because I used to live in Chicago for a brief moment for like a year, a year and a half in the Ida B. Wells uh, projects. Mm-hmm. It was bad then, and it's bad now. And Chicago have a beautiful history. And they got hardworking people there that just want to go to work and, and, and live their life. But you have a criminal element there that don't understand uh, 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 work. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and plus, you know, the citizens, the, 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 the rightful citizens feel like, oh, well, I don't want to get a gun. But the thugs got a gun. And they got a lot of guns. Now, we look at it now is that wasn't Chicago, wasn't Chicago one of those cities that they allowed white liberals to come in and, 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 and push that defund the police off on black liberals, including black pastors and black politicians and black activists. Now, when they did that, the police was like, okay, well, hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> and like, well, you know, our hands are tied. And now they're facing a, a, a shortage of police, Chicago are. So now the criminals are just running wild. They're robbing people coming out of gyms. They're robbing them in good neighborhoods. They're killing them in the bad neighborhoods. The gangs are just shooting and killing one another. And they're all happening in who community? Mm -hmm. Our community. But once again, we don't want to put the blame where the blame is set. And the blame has to be on the people because the people keep voting for these political uh, uh, bottom figures. And if you continue to vote for them, then you continue to get what you get. And Chicago has been a war zone for a long time. And it's still a war zone. But they got, with the emotions, 
you know, the emotions came in. All oh, the police is killing young black men at a historical rate. The fact of the matter is, that's just not true. We want to hear that because everybody got their little cameras and they, you know, filming the police is everywhere. I want to ask, I often ask uh, liberals this, especially the white liberals. If so many people got cell phones, where's the cell phones of all the thugs that's robbing and killing each other and, and mistakenly killing your kids? Because now they're killing four-year-olds, five-year-olds. The bullets are going inside homes and killing babies laying in the bed. I remember growing up being on the streets. There used to be some type of code, mm -hmm. some type of ethics. I'm not glorifying it. I'm just saying that there was just some things you couldn't do. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, killing kids? Oh, no. And there was no such thing as accidentally killing a kid because you didn't start shooting into crowds. You just didn't do that. Yeah. And if I was mad at you and I wanted you, I'm coming from you. I know exactly what my gun can do. I know how to use it. So if John get killed, that means John did something that deserved to be killed by the opposite person. Yeah. I just run down the street, start spraying bullets into a crowd. Dude, what are these young boys getting? What are you getting this at? What type of mindset that does this? And then to make them feel better, the politicians inside, the black politicians inside of these uh, uh, black neighborhoods, black communities, black ran cities, democratic ran cities, they allow the white liberals from uh, Washington, D.C. to tell them, well, the young black kids, they are, uh, they need help. And if they need help, well, if they do something, we're just going to let them out of jail anyway. This whole cashless bail. John, if I shoot you, That's do crazy. you think I deserve to be out on the street? No, no. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But once again, they made the police make the police the, 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 the demon in all of this. But it's just not... Chicago, it's my city of St. Louis. I look at my city now. I remember, John, I grew up in North St. Louis by one of these white water towers <clears throat> in North St. Louis. And I remember, uh, John, that everything in my neighborhood was black owned. At the time we had, <clears throat> at the time in the eight, early 80s or mid 80s, we had a McDonald's. That was black owned. A, a McDonald's black owned in the black neighborhood at that time was unheard of, but it was. And now you look at it, the nearest grocery store is almost seven miles away, way up on, you know, uh, Natural Bridge and Union, which is for where I lived at. Where I lived at, we had two grocery stores, two big chain grocery stores. Every, the neighborhood look horrible, you know, and it's, it's, it's once again, it's the politician. Because if you look at, if you go downtown, you can see the city planning where things are going to happen at. The plans are there. 
And please don't tell me that the politicians don't know that the so-called uh, 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 rich people are about to come into your neighborhood and start building stadiums and domes and put fiber optic wiring in, a new sewer, new plumbers and all this, new plumbing, I'm sorry, all of this. And you don't know. You don't know because they don't want you to know. So they don't bring this up. When, when, when they have their meetings, they bring up issues that are, 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 as my wife called them, busybody stuff. You know, just, just talking points. Just keep people oh, occupied. Say it again. Just keep people occupied with something else while they're running the main op. Exactly. And the op is to get them uh, out of those neighborhoods into other neighborhoods so that the rich can come in and take up your city neighborhoods. And then the people are mad and they say, well, the white man is coming in and they outpricing us. Well, your elected politicians know this. People just don't wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm going to buy 15 blocks of a a community and the politicians that run that community doesn't know. It doesn't work like that. You know, I just can't one day say, you know what? I'm going to go into my own neighborhood and I'm going to buy 35 blocks. And I think I'm going to put a dome there. And then my dome is going to outprice everybody within a 5 to 10 mile radius. Because we're going to have cars coming in. We're going to have restaurants. We're going to have all. They just don't put a dome somewhere and then don't build up around it. It doesn't work like that. But they're going to do that. But once And then, once again, St. Louis, defund the police. Defund the police. Once they, once that happened, what did our mayor, what did the mayor of St. Louis do? She turns around. She turns around. I mean, not years later. She turns right around and get her, uh, hire her a new security force with new guns. She's protected. <laughs> but the people are not protected. My people are not, my people in North St. Louis... When I lived in North St. Louis, man, they were some of the hardest working people. Yeah, I was a criminal and a fool running around, but I didn't know no better. I know better now. So if you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Um, they were hardworking, man. People, they came outside, they cleaned up their yards, they took care of their property, they, they you know, they, everything. I mean, absolute hardworking people. Now you ain't, and, but continue to vote for Democrats and every it's something John that every ghetto in America that's black that's predominantly black is ran by the Democrats Mm -hmm. and the the black caucus all of them and this is happening in all of the communities across America from California to New York so once again, we got to ask ourselves, who are we to blame? Who can we blame in all of this? But then when you go to Philadelphia, that's <laughs> Philadelphia got almost a thousand people that has been shot and killed. Now, you ask yourself, uh, 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 Philadelphia, the state is not a problem. It's Philly. Look at Philly. It's a war zone. Yeah, New York, you can't even get on the subway without somebody stabbing you, beating you up. And they're not doing this to just men. 
They doing this to women, old women, black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. They doing it to anybody that they perceive weak. Now, when I grew up, if we knew, even though, once again, I'm not claiming to be, you know, some, you know, angel that, I, you know, growing up, but if we knew that you beat up somebody, beat up Miss Johnson on the train, yeah, I'm like Miss Johnson, seventy-five, or you beat up this lady because she turned down your advances. We all been turned down before. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> you know that that's not new, but there's no need for you to stop her and bust her eye open, and then you turn around and get caught. And because it's a a a a bailless a bailless uh, 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 neighborhood or bailless city or state and democratic red, you know what they do? They let them out. Now, once again, where I grew up at, how I grew up at, yeah, you come on out. <laughs> you won't last long, but you can come on out. You don't just, you know, you don't beat up a woman on the train. For nothing, just sitting there, and you six foot tall. That's ridiculous. You not keep the woman up. But once again, this is all ran in democratic-controlled cities. And what we supposed to do? We supposed to just sit back and act like everything is a race problem, John? Because everything is not always a race problem. I mean, everything you said to me, it just rings true, true as being a cultural problem, like the whole culture, black, white, whatever you want to call it. And so much of what you said was just ringing in my head because I, I keep I have these incidences all the time. And I'm like, how do I have to explain this? You know, like when I was a kid, I'll give you a short little anecdote. When I was a kid, there was a little chain here in the South called Roses. It was a it was kind of like the prequel to Walmart, except it was okay. a little bit lower rung, you know, but. They were all over North Carolina, and I think South Carolina, Georgia, whatever. But, yeah, it was roses. I didn't even really know it was poor. You know, I just went there. This is great. They got this great toy section. They got the the guns and the, all the toys you could see. And that's all I saw as a kid. It was a great toy section. So, anyway, we went there. My daughter and I went there recently. And, and it's it's everything just run down and decayed and terrible. And then next to it was a dollar store. So, we had to go there to get some school supplies. But, anyway, we're walking over there, and there's just filth. Just felt everywhere. I mean, like in the parking lot, there's containers and just uh, dirty diapers and all this mess. And I'm sitting here, you know, we're walking to the store. My, my daughter's eight and we're sitting here like she's going, what in the, what's all this? You know, and I'm trying to frame it correctly because I don't want to say, well, everybody's a piece of garbage. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like, I just don't know, man. It's like people just yeah. have no, no couth. My grandmother used to say raisins. They got no raisins. You know, like, they're not being yeah. raised right. And and you touched on it, too, because, you know, when you were younger, you mentioned it. Like, poor folks or, or middle class or whatever, they still took care of the yard. They still mm -hmm. wouldn't show up at the doctor's office in curlers and flip-flops. I mean, that just didn't happen. They had yeah. couth, self-respect. I don't know what I'm, I'm groping for here, but I think you know what I'm saying. You know, it's it's... When I remember growing up, man, in my neighborhood, <clears throat> when people went to the store, like he was saying, they put on their clothes. I know often my daughter, she she teased me and she said, well, daddy, why you always dress up even to go to the gas station? You know, because first of all, you never know who you're going to run into. That's right. And you always want to look your best going going out. 
I dress up now because when I was in them streets, I had my pants sagging, and I had the little plaits in my head and all that stuff. But when I started working, I didn't have nothing to offer employers. Mm-hmm. So I figured I got three miles to feed. I got a girlfriend, which now is my wife. I have to do so. I have to go that extra mile. And the only way I could have done that is in my appearance. Yeah. So I made sure that I was clean. I had a towel, a shirt. So I, I, I dress up. And even to this day, I, I, I still dress up when I go out. But growing up, man, all the men, even even the young guys going to school, you know, we had our best clothes on. Yeah. You know, and looking at the men growing up, you know, they they had on their slacks, they, they, they Stacey Adams, they shirt, they tie. You know, it, it was all about self-respect. And we, under, first of all, John, we understood reality from fantasy. Mm-hmm. And when you look at television, they understood that everybody wasn't a pimp and a hustler. So why dress like a pimp and a hustler? Yeah. When the men went out, they was dressed like, okay, I'm going out. I got on slacks. I'm dressed up and everything. The reality of it is that now young people, because of the family structure has broken down, there's nobody there to tell them what's fictional. Mm-hmm. They're to tell you that Cardi B is selling you a fantasy. They're not there to tell you that Megan Thee Stallion is selling you a fantasy. They're not there to tell you that, you know, what you see in Hollywood is a fantasy. I'm going to tell you something else, John. I remember growing up when all the the few black television shows that was on television, Mm -hmm. they didn't paint us a whole bunch of negative, you know. um, Growing up in the 90s, man, we had friends. We had the Cosby show. We had a different world. But then all of a sudden, it changed. And what changed was that white liberalism inside of Hollywood realized that if we want to capture an entire race and keep them dependent on us in all manners across the board, we have to paint them as as horrible, paint them as victims, and make it seem like we're the heroes. So they took off all those great shows like the Cosby Show. They took off The Rock, the show uh, The Rock with Charles S. Dutton, because he didn't want to be the buffoon type on television. He wanted to address issues that was uh, that was in the black neighborhood, mm, yes. and these issues would, would have gotten people to start talking. Uh, even in the, even in the um, hip hop industry, I remember there was a song out by Ice T that came out in the mid '80s called uh, "Colors." Mm-hmm. Colors came out, man. I just knew, even though I was young, I I just knew that wow, that song is going to change something. And within a matter of a summer or two, one street over, a few streets down from us, came Bloods. We became Crips, and it ain't like none of us ever went to Hollywood. None of us hadn't went no further than East St. Louis, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the music, the entertainment industry, has such a powerful 
impact on us till we didn't know. We, I mean, and then the crack, the, the crack epidemic hit. Once the crack epidemic hit, shoot, we was just coming off the heroin epidemic from the 70s and early 80s. Folks was just starting to get clean, you know, get their acts together, and all of a sudden, boom, people, the crack epidemic came, people were making money, the neighborhood was going down, people were dying, crime was coming around, I mean, and the music, oh my goodness, John, the music was just getting crazy. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we we went from Run DMC to Boy Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood, you know, not realizing that they're selling us a fantasy. We didn't know nothing about Ice Cube. We didn't know that Ice Cube was a good student, had two parents, went to Arizona State University. When did he become a thug and a gangbanger? Yeah. It happened. It was all a fantasy. Too Short came out with Freaky Tales. Mm-hmm. And just and then Two Lock Crew came out, you know, with nasty as they want to be, and then but then you ask yourself, what happened to all the conscientious rap music? Absolutely. What happened to enemies and the BDPs and the DOS effects that that preached and and and, and rapped about, you know, uplifting yourself, the motherland, Africa, our history. What happened to all of that? See, they didn't want that because then we would have started asking questions. We wouldn't have walked around with our pants down, always wanting to shoot. We we went to parties and actually partied. We smoked a little weed and we drank, but that's what you do at parties. And we we knew how to do that. People did that at a certain level and be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Now you can't go to a party without nobody wanting to shoot and kill you because you're stepping on your shoes. You know, as the music got more aggressive, so did actions. Um, the music got more and more and more intense. The sexualization of black men became more and more intense. And now, you look at rap music now, my goodness, you got you got two of the biggest rap stars in the country, which are two females, and all they rap about is sex, sucking, licking, and all of this stuff, and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some will say, y'all had that back then. Y'all had that back then. And my answer to that is that it was wrong then, and it's wrong now. I was one of those guys that was like, free speech, free speech. I was up there with Ice-T and Luke Skywalker and the Two Light Crew. Free speech, yeah. Too short, free speech. We yeah. should have the right to listen to that. And then you know what they say to justify that that garbage is that, well, my music is not for young people. Who do you think buying my music? Who do you think buying Cardi B? Who do you think buying Megan? Who do you think was buying the Two Shorts? And, and, and the NWA. It wasn't my mom and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my aunts and uncles. and the, No, it wasn't. It was us, the young people. And when we sit there and we listen to it and we let it drill into our head, our conscience started to be like, oh, I'm going to act and look like them. My yeah. attitude is going to be like them. So now, now hip-hop outsell all the other genres of music put together. All over the world, you hear hip hop. You hear the and 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 
when you hear it, people, they really think that this is how black people act. Mm-hmm. They don't get that it's a it's a fantasy, like you said. I mean, the, the average person, they're working a nine to five. They're not out there, you know, doing the nah. stuff that they're talking about in Cardi B. I mean, it's so sick. I was look or listening to and, and listening and, and watching some interview or some some mess from the other day that was making the social media rounds, and, and it hurt my brain to listen to it. I was like, I can't even listen to this lady talk. I can't do it. It's just it sounds like somebody that has a mental problem. I'll just say I'll I'll be as nice as I can. It has some sort of mental deficiencies. That's all I can say. You know, there's a a, a song. I don't know who sings it. And uh, I said I was going to write it down so that I can have it. But I don't know who sings it. And the young lady says something to the effects of my plan B didn't work. Uh, I don't, all my other girlfriends have babies and similar, and milk is high and pampers is high, expensive or high. Ain't no baby sliding out of me and I got murder on my mind. Yeah. She's. <laughs> When she says that, she's twerking in front of a Planned Parenthood. Now, the problem I have with that, John, is that not only is they promoting just, you know, to go out and screw whoever you want to have, but in the black community, it's not taught the history of Planned Parenthood of Margaret Stanger. They don't know that that she was a racist and a eugenist and she denied she hated black people. She called us human weeds. That's right. And then to see uh, 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 Hillary Clinton with her nasty stank self, she gets up and she said that, oh, I so admire her. How do you admire a racist? It's not like Margaret Stanger was hiding it. No. She was out there in the opening. Matter of fact, she took it even further. She hooked up with one of the boys from Procter & Gamble and started the Negro Project. Mm-hmm. And and part of the Negro Project was to make uh, abortion women's health. But she was so, so conniving is that she said, well, how are we going to push this in the black community? And what did she go do? She went out and got black pastors That's that right. was charismatic. Knew how to handle a crowd. Push that ass women's health. They, that abortion is one of the reasons that the black community is still at 12 and 13%. is because we've killed 20 million kids. But yet and still she is one of her idols. She looked up to her. But you know what that's even more disgusting is ignorant women like, um, what's her name, Lizzo, Oh yeah. She get up say women's health, my body. Get it. Do you know the history of that? Do you know what Margaret Stanger would have did to you and your kids if have if had if she would have had the opportunity? That's not funny or cute. Abortion is horrible. It's not like they go in there and they just rub a little glue on your goo, not glue, a little goo on your stomach, you know, and then the next thing you know, the abortion is gone. No. They rip your babies out with a vacuum. That's right. It is horrible and it is brutal. And that's not woman's health. But once again, 
when you want to push something like that, you start in the black community. So you ask yourself, why is all these little white girls running around talking about, oh, abortion this and abortion that? Dude, it's killing the black community more. But hey, white liberals don't care. They can care less. Them politicians that get up there and try to make it. I've, I've seen church pastors allow Democratic candidates that's running for a political office in and around St. Louis. I have been in church where they have allowed these politicians to come in and pander to black people. And then at the end, they say, well, we're going to leave some literature here because we want you to know that Planned Parenthood has your, your best interest in mind and that we're all about women's rights. Are you kidding me? And everybody stand up because it's their favorite politician. Whether we want to admit it or not, uh, abortion is murder. And I know that now that politicians are, are pushing that they can have abortion even when the baby is sitting on the, the little heater thing, that they're heating the baby up all the way up to nine months. You're killing a human being. You're killing a human being even when they're in the womb. But they don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear that because they always find a way to make guys like me the bad guy. Oh, you're Uncle Tom. You're a sellout. Oh, house nigga. I've heard all of that. And I've always thought like this, even when I was a teenager. My, I got two best friends. Well, here, let me explain this. Okay. I got, I used to run with, and I got two friends. My two best friends know that I've been a Republican or challenging the system ever since I was a kid. So this is nothing new. Even when I was a Muslim, I used to ask these questions, and they're like, oh, man, what? Uh, no, we don't do that. Oh, the drugs is coming in by the white man. Uh, excuse me, brother, whatever. No, I used to be a drug dealer. I never bought my drugs from a white man. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that, that just didn't work. But once again, they wanted to make us the victim of everything you telling me all the, all of the black people that went to the historical black colleges in the in in, in, in the beginning turn of the century educated black men black women they faced adversities they faced racism how did they become doctors and lawyers without affirmative action, without needing safe spaces. I'm seeing now black, I'm seeing colleges where black kids talking about where well, we want safe spaces on the college campus. Yeah, they're you bringing back it. segregation under the guise of uh, what? Safe Unity? It's, it's so asinine. But yeah, I mean, there's been tons of these graduations where this is going to be our all people of color graduation. And I'm like, did you miss the part in history where this was segregation and people fought to stop that? And now you're it's they, just like they see, relabel it and it's OK. God, that 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 aggravates me so much, John, 
when 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 I think down here in Mizzou we had a case like that, uh, the whole safe spaces. But I'm gonna tell you something. These college professors, they know what safe spaces are. But they're liberals, and you gotta look at the history of the Democratic Party and the history of Democrats. Everything about them has always been to dehumanize black people and have always been to keep black people up under the man's boot. Mm-hmm. They know what uh, uh, safe spaces is. They know safe spaces is just segregation. And what do you always see at them safe spaces rally on them campus? Little white liberals. Oh, yeah, my black friend, they need to have their own space so that they can sit down and sing Kumbaya and fry chicken and watermelon. What do we do with these safe spaces? I don't know. Do we do something different? Do we study different? Is the words in the book that everyone on campus got, is it going to change? Is it going to change to Swahili? Is it going to change to the to the language of the motherland? No. But Democrats are pushing victimization on these campus. So now all of the gains that 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 that, that our brave black men and women went out and fought against white liberals in the guise of safe spaces are trying to push us back into segregation with the safe spaces. And if it ain't the blacks, you know who's the next victim group? Homosexuals. That's right. That's the next protected class. I find it so disgusting as a black man that they are allowed to piggyback. I want to make sure that you can be able to put your stuff up so I have to watch because I know, you know, the homosexual community, they'll get up there and they're, oh my God, he's so homophobic. I'm so tired of them. Why are you worried about it? Hit me with the truth, man. (laughs) Okay. Homosexuals, how do I say this? The Democratic Party, especially the Congressional Black Caucus, they have allowed the homosexual community to piggyback off the civil rights movement. Now they want to say that what they want is civil rights. Well, I have a problem with that because uh, my mom and dad and my grandparents was born black. They wanted the opportunity to, hey, if I move up in life, I should be able to buy a house that represent my achievements, my accomplishments. How come I can't move on this side of town? How come I can't move on that side of town? I haven't. And I know a lot of homosexuals and worked with a lot of homosexuals. I don't know one that have ever said I couldn't move here. Now, I'm sure homosexuals are going to start pulling up stuff. Yeah, well, my cousin couldn't do that. I'm talking about at a mass rate. Mm-hmm. About a whole race of people not being able to move someplace, not being able to sit down and eat somewhere, not being able to take their kids to a particular park. My wife's brothers, them, they was out looking for jobs in a part of the neighborhood that they shouldn't and got their friggin' head split open. But yet and still, you're saying that this is happening to you. Man, miss me with that bull crap. They got the nerve to do that. And the nerve of them little wimpy, 
bottom feeder politicians that's called Congressional Black Caucus. Shame on them to allow them to piggyback their perverted, uh, uh, vile movement off of something that was as great as the um, the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad because when you look at it, they're trying to normalize homosexuality now. That's right. That's why That's right. That when you see it, they're making it seem like, oh, he's such a nice person. And when you see it in television shows, they'll just have two women and or, or two men, and they won't focus a whole lot on them. They'll just focus a little bit here and a little bit there to normalize it, to get our brains used to it. And then homosexuals, they always say that, well, who's forcing it on you? Well, let's take the children for an example. Why is it that we haven't uh, 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 drag show queens for kids? One is because they got these old little punk parents running around. Oh, well, I want my kids to be uh, uh, open to all things and all cultures and, 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 and all sorts of things. So you let a 6'2", 250-pound man grind on your daughter? That doesn't make sense. Dance in front of your daughter? Do we see how perverted and twisted our society has become? We are starting to accept some of the most abominable things in our society all in the name of inclusion. That's right. I just want to be accepted, acceptance. And this word I'm just starting to really hate, and that's tolerance. All that word tolerance, it just irks me so much. Everything is done in the name of tolerance on television now. You can't even look at a television. I just want to look at a TV show about, I don't know, robots. Yes, you know, just something, okay. something normal. <laughs> Look at Thor. At the end of Thor, they had the two rocks coming together, the core, the two rocks. What? You see? But then they put it in there so suddenly. Yeah. Oh, that's so loving. Oh, well, love is love. And now, <laughs> now in school, they if you identify as a cat now, you can be a cat. Yeah, they and they have to call you that. That's the more asinine thing. They they force these fools to. Yeah, we gotta have to call this person Sylvester the cat, I guess. You know. <laughs> well, once again, it's all about everybody coming together. You know, my whole point of that is this: I've seen my wife give birth to one of my children. The, the the our first son I was too young to go in, and our third child I was off getting something to eat, <laughs> and I missed it just that quick. But my middle child, I seen her literally. I seen her head. I seen her come out. Not only was my daughter the most beautifulest thing in the world, the, you know. But the birthing process shows them miraculously that there is a God. It shows how how God has created man. Now, if any man that gets up and say that I'm a woman, 
you got to be out of your rabid mind to think that you are a woman. You put no makeup, eyelashes, getting your body modified, getting your penis sliced up, cut up, cut off, cut in, pushed in, pulled out, jerked out, whatever. You going out getting boobs or putting the makeup, all the hair, the wigs, the walk, the struts, that does not make you a woman. That makes you crazy. Because God, because because God made man in his image. I'm gonna tell you something, John. The Bible says that God made man in his image. I can tell you where you came from, John. And I can find in the Bible where I came from. I can look at my wife and tell her where she came from. I can even tell her how she gave birth and how it looked. But there's nowhere in the word of God where I can ever say where a transgender came from. Since people like Oprah and the rest of them clowns in Hollywood like to say that, oh, I believe that they are born like that. I can tell you where man was made. I can tell you where a woman was made. But I can't tell you where somebody who wakes up one day and say, oh, I was made this way. I, I think I want to be a girl. Oh, I think I want to be a boy. Look at Kate Jenner. Things got so perverted. Kate Jenner, her first year being a woman, she won woman of the year. She That's beat up so... all the other women in the world. <laughs> It's unbelievable, man. It's so unbelievable. And, and I think it we're both men and both fathers, and I think so much of this goes back to just the lack of that in our society, just the lack of of anybody holding anybody accountable and say, "Hey, that's wrong. Sorry, you don't do that. Stop it." You know what I mean? Like and you mentioned the yeah, television well, show thing, and it's so funny cuz you were talking about this and a friend of mine have talked about this so many times that there's no shows anymore that you can just watch and not have to say, all right, well, maybe we should you know, get the kid out of the room. I don't know what they're about to say here. Well, you don't know what the heck's, what the heck's going on here. But, I mean, I know I'm very much oversimplifying things. But for me, and I used to watch a lot of, uh, a lot of reruns. At my grandparents' house, because they had cable. My parents didn't have cable for a long time, but we'd get uh, the WGN station out of Chicago, and we'd get TBS okay. out of Atlanta. And they had they had tons of black shows on. I loved it, and it was so great, but I would watch reruns of Good Times. I love Good Times, but yeah. I swear I can bring it back to this singular moment just about the death knell of that show, and I think it was so emblematic of not the black culture, but of culture in general when they killed off the father. They killed yeah. off the yeah. father, who was the strong male, head of the household. He kept the kids in check. He kept anybody from coming, you know, the, the strong masculine guy, which you're supposed to have. And they, they killed him off, and the show went south. You know, it went into just a comedy routine with everybody. And then, and I swear, I could almost say that for the entire culture, because almost universally, the, the fathers are just sometimes bringing these kids to the drag shows. I mean, I've seen that. On so many of these different clips, there's a dad up front with his kid and a daughter and a, some creature shaking their stuff for him. And I'm just going, what in the world? 
is going on. Like, there's no way in the world my father or my grandfather or anybody else that I know of growing up would have would have done that for a minute. It, it was kind of like you were saying earlier in the show where if somebody beat up a 70-year-old woman in the neighborhood, something would have probably happened to that individual. They would have probably, yeah. the, the code of the streets would have probably taken care of that situation. And I, exactly. I swear, I just don't see it anymore. It's that lack of pride self-respect morality none of that it's just like oh well well sure let's bring the kids to the drag show i guess that's that's okay nobody's saying this is wrong i guess is what it boils down to you know john amos the the father uh in good times yeah yeah that's him his disagreement was when they wanted to make jj dynamite he had a problem with the buffoonery yeah, they wanted him to be the centerpiece and then take away from the, the family, which was the, the important part of the show, yeah. You know, a lot of times when a society begins to fail, it usually starts at the family structure. That's it. People don't realize the foundation of a society is not the government. Matter of fact, if the government ever come to knock on your door and say, hi, we're from the government, we're here to help you, shoot them. <laughs> I, I don't mean literally, but that's a problem. But the a society is only as strong as the family structure is. Mm-hmm. And what I see, and, and, and now that I see James on there, Yes, James and, and, and his wife and his family were struggling financially, but the morals and ethics was there. And the morals and ethics was there, and they pushed that off on their kids. Yeah. And as you've seen the development of the kids, the kids turned out to be uh, uh, law-abiding, tax-paying, great morals and ethics kids, ethical kids. So the family structure works. Now I know liberals and 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 all these perverted fools in these uh, colleges would like to say, "Oh well, it doesn't always happen, and this happened, and all that." Bottom line is that the to keep a strong society, you need a strong family. A Another aspect of that show that that made me uh, think about it is that. When you look at how they was dealing with crime in the projects, James was always the strong, masculine father. Mm-hmm. Society, man was designed, first of all, man was designed to be strong. He was created to be masculine. He was created to be like his God that created him. That's a key. And when I see the homosexual community and, and 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 Hollywood and everybody else try to take away that created that, that 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 creative process of God and that creative process in man. It always uh, uh, it always angered me. One of the things that God did was that He was creative when He made man. The Bible said that God made man in His image. Now. One of the things that, that man can do that we can do that God does, and that's create life. Man, we have the ability to create life with a woman. That's why he told us to go and be fruitful and multiply. Matter of fact, when, 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 when God 
presented uh when God made Eve, he um he gave Eve as a present or presented Eve to Adam naked. Here you go. Can you imagine you just sitting in the garden of Eve, chilling, and all of a sudden God brings you a naked woman and tells you here, this is what you are to do with her. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, it used to be a song years ago that if it don't fit, don't force it, just relax. Can <laughs> <laughs> oh you imagine his mindset when he bought Eve, presented Eve to her, but they came together and they did something that God is able to do and that's create. The homosexuals now can't do that. They can't create life. Why? Because they wasn't made in God's image. So now you go back and you look at Hollywood and see what they have doing to television shows. They not only are they trying to take away what God has created, but the devil is always trying to emulate and duplicate what God does. So now this evil uh, satanic thing that's coming over our country and our culture is all coming from the devil. Now, most people say, well, I'm spiritual. This ain't got nothing to talking about spiritual because I've seen people that worship the stars and Haley's Bop saying that they're spiritual. That's the truth. So so when I hear and, and and when I hear people say, Oh, I'm religious, please don't tell me that. Oh, I I, I can re- I can really care less. Because the Bible says let your religion be in vain. So but also, and I'm gonna go a, a different route in this. Not only is the government and 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 I think we didn't talked about liberals and 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 all of that. We also, John, have to blame the church. That's where I was about to go. I'm glad you took it there because it seems so milk toast now. I mean, I've heard this woman. I, I remain nameless, but get up there and say, "Mother, Father, God." Like mother, father, yeah. God. I don't, I don't think that was in there. I think you're just pulling that out of something, but it it, it isn't the Bible. Like, and you see, see that, all this with the the transhumanism and pushing. Well, you don't really have to have a mother or father. We can just make a child in an incubator and have three or four different parents. And I think that was in in England or Europe a couple years ago, where they had three or four different parents and they made the zygote and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I thought it was. The way, the truth, and the life with Jesus, not the way and the truth of whatever you want to make in a lab. That doesn't sound like a legitimate prospect to me. You know, John, when it comes to that religion, it, it baffles me because I don't believe that, okay, here we go. After Jesus died, he told the apostles. He said, go to Jerusalem until I endure you from power from on high. That power is the Holy Ghost because Jesus Christ was dead. Mm-hmm. So Jesus told the apostles that I won't leave you. I will come to you again, something like that. And then he said that I'm going to send back the comforter. The comforter is the Holy Ghost. And the reason he had to send back the Holy Ghost is because Jesus was going to go, you know, go up. Mm-hmm. But then after they received the the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. 
The Bible says that they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Now, this is why I get into it with a lot of people that say, oh, my religion is this, my religion is that. There's nowhere in the Bible where they say that the apostles continued in the Baptist doctrine, the Lutheran doctrine, the Pentecostal doctrine, the, 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 the apostolic doctrine, the Lutheran doctrine, the Church of God in Christ doctrine, and it goes on and on, Jehovah Witness, and it goes on and on and on. Because if, if your religion was started by a man, it's not biblical. So the church has did a horrible job in relaying holiness. That's why the Bible says, be ye holy, for I'm holy. He didn't say, God didn't say, be, uh, be Baptist, be Methodist. He didn't say, be none of those things. But the church today has become like a modern-day pimp. You got so many denominations truth. out here, people don't know what to follow. And then you got, well, I follow what I follow what the Mormons say. I follow John Smith. Or I follow what Jehovah Witness say. I believe that there's only two gods or five gods. And I'm and that's not, and, and a lot of their doctrine is not biblical. But what they have done, they have done what the snake did to Eve, told all the truth. But being laced it with just a little bit of lies. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you know, they got clothes on and they, you know, walking around in the woods. Because <laughs> why? Because it's even God's way or the highway. But man, they don't want to do that. They want to do what's ever pleasing to them. And, and the enemy knows that. Just like the enemy knows that there's only one God. So why is people walking around saying, say what God the Father, God the Mother, you know what you just said over there in England? Mm -hmm. Why are people saying that? The Bible never said, God said, beside me there's none, no other. So like I said about the mirror aspect, God looked on the left and looked on the right, and he said there was none here by me. So why is people saying, oh, well, there's three guys, there's five guys. Well, uh, I got a light that came down and an angel came down. Where are you getting all this stuff from? And then the next thing you know, they got all this stuff out here. And people go into it because they don't know what to believe in. And then the next thing you know, you got all this stuff that creeped up in all these churches because these churches are not based on sound biblical doctrine. And now we have churches now that have taken certain things out of the Bible. Once again, like the homosexual community, they've taken things out of the Bible because it's a pleasing to them. But then you got the Catholics over here saying this, saying that, oh, there's three gods, there's Trinity, and Trinity's nowhere in the Bible. Hmm. So people are like, well, yeah. I'm a Catholic, and I know that the Catholic Church is the real church, but then you got the Baptist over here saying, I was born Baptist, I'm a die Baptist. Yeah. So then when you got these preachers want to relate a truth to the world, they don't know what to relate to them, but the devil knows. The devil knows that there's only one God, and when the devil knows this, the devil went into the church-making business, and he just allowed and trick and do everything he can and now we have what we have now, a bunch of pastors that's pimps and hustlers that shouldn't, like the, like the dude that got robbed in New York. 
I'm like, you got a million dollars worth of jewelry on? Good grief. I'm like, but the thing about it, John, is shame on the people. Forget, continue giving these people your money. I see these guys on television all the time. Give me and send me this. And these passes were, you, you had one passer wanting a jet, $45 million jet. People send the social security checks and everything. The people don't know, but the enemy know, and with and 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 because the enemy knows, he allow these things to happen. And the next thing you know, we got all this perversion that creeped up in the church. Mm-hmm. We got churches that prey on little boys. How many church pastors have we seen over the last what last year? <laughs> We don't have to go about two, 10 years, just the last year that has been accused of some uh, 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 homosexual acts with little boys, a little, you know, they're predators. So now we have to ask ourselves this. Are we really going to walk around and say, for, uh, 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 in God I trust? Because you can't say in God I trust and then you have a homosexual flag hanging off the building. It don't work like that. You can't say in God that we trust on the building of all of the uh, uh, um, builders in Washington, D.C., but yet and still you got a homosexual flag. The Bible say, blessed is the Lord, blessed is the country who God is the Lord, whose nation, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, blessed is the nation who God is the Lord, not God's. But, you know, it, it, it goes back to if you're going to do right, do right. If you're going to do wrong, do wrong. And if it's wrong, you have to have men like us that's willing to call it out. And that means that comes with persecution, too. Because if you see that the apostles, they was persecuted. So what makes you think that we're not going to be persecuted for calling this out? You have to be really crazy to think that what's going on in our country is good for our country. Inflation. When God takes his hands off of somebody, just ask the people of Israel, you're in trouble. And I don't know if God is taking his hands off of, of our nation, but I can tell you this, that whenever you go against the word of God, you on your own because the Lord is only bound by his word. I mean, look at inflation. Inflation is so high. Our president, he's so stupid and goofy. So is our, our, our vice president and Nancy Pelosi. They say, but it's going down. It's like at 8.2, 8.3. It was at zero two years ago. That's like somebody punching you in the face and saying, I'm not hitting your face. What are you talking about? I'm not hitting you in the face. It's... I'm just slapping you in the face. <laughs> and I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it. I can't remember who show it was on, but someone recently said this, and it was so simplistic, but it rang so true with me because I've heard this so many times over the years where people will say, well, I think God just wants me to be happy, or I think God really means this, or I think we're supposed to do that. And and the, the guy said, it doesn't really matter what you think. It, it's what's in the Bible. It's what the Bible says, not what you, the human interprets God to mean. Oh, you, I should just be happy, so I should get a harem of women and go out on the, the back porch and smoke crack or, you know, whatever the case may be. That's not 
what the Bible says. That's what the human, the, the idiot human has interpreted exactly. or what the devil has, uh, has put in there for you to believe. And it, and I'll go one more because this kind of hits close to home. Like the church I grew up in, they went along with the COVID hoax and all this mess and shut down and mask and all this bull. And, and the congregation is really not there anymore. And they're still playing this game. Not uh, so much with that anymore, but it's just kind of like, I wonder where all the people went. I'm like, well, you closed the stinking doors and you shut it down. <laughs> like People went home. But, you know, I, I mean, go ahead, I'm sorry. The, the point I was going to make towards the end there was uh, what I see now with the churches is that the churches are bending to the society rather than calling the society to bend to the word of God. They're going, OK, well. I guess there's a lot of sports stuff on Sunday or Saturday, so we won't have a, a Sunday school class anymore. Well, maybe the kids are busy and we'll just do that, or maybe they don't feel comfortable with this in the sermon, so we won't talk about that. And it's just sort of this this downward spiral where, you know, even going back to the clothing thing, yes, God will accept you wearing whatever you want to, but again, I know I'm old perhaps, but when I was a kid, no matter how poor you were, you wore your, your best pair of poor clothes to church. You didn't wear <laughs> cutoffs and got a hole in it and showing your butt and all this mess. You you tried to come in there respectfully, even if you couldn't afford, you know, a, a pack of gum. You tried. And now it's just like, well, we'll wear, wear shorts, we'll wear a tank top or whatever. It doesn't matter. And I'm just, I guess it doesn't, but try. I mean, I try to look presentable when I go to church, so. You know, a lot of times, John, when people say that God wants us to be happy, I think they've been listening to that one song, Because I'm Happy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's, there's nowhere in the Bible where God said he wants you to be happy. It's in there where God said he wants you to be holy. When the Bible said that there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, he did not say that in the midst of that, I want you to be holy. I mean, uh, I want you to be happy. Happiness does not come from the flesh. Happiness meaning that you are you are pleasing your flesh. But to be holy is something totally different. And that's what the apostles preach. But once again, like you were saying, these churches, they have been to, to society statuses. And when you look at uh, uh, the COVID thing, well, a lot of churches had to be because of that 501c3. That's right. So, but if you ask yourself, the church is supposed to be, its foundation is supposed to be this, mm -hmm. the Bible or the Holy Scriptures. That is supposed to be your foundation. But because of us have intertwined in the church and state, which, by the way, is not found nowhere in the Constitution. Separation of church and state, but they like to say that. That's right. You can, dem, Democrats can get up there and push their evil ideology in the church, but conservatives can't. So therefore, we have to use this to preach uh, because politics is all in the Bible. Everything yeah. about the Bible is political, you know, but the church now, they are so busy working because the church, they went out and bought these big old buildings that they have to pay for. Yeah. 
I've been in churches where the church is, 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 is paid for. But he want the roof fixed. Or they want new carpet. Or they want five new vans. So now we got to give extra money. Well, if this $10 million church is paid off, and you got all these tithes and offering coming in every day, or every Sunday, what you doing with the money? And are you really using tithes and offerings what it's biblically supposed to be used for? And the answer is no. But once again, the church job is to feed the flock spiritually. And what it's doing now, John, it's not. Going, when God said, come as you are, he was looking at the heart. Mm-hmm. Not your clothing. But once again, people not getting the revelation from God through the Holy Ghost, they comes up with all sorts of things. On the air, there's there's three God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy. God told you that there's nobody beside me. So how are those three gods? You telling me God is schizophrenia now? Schizophrenic? No, which God are you serving? God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Ghost? That's because they have no uh, revelation of who it is. But the Bible tells us that some would have revelation and some won't. But once again, you know, pastors, they don't want the truth. I've had times, man, where pastors say, well, don't say Jesus a lot. Just say God. What? <laughs> you know, or they'll say, oh, well, you know, we're not going to say anything about the homosexual community. Or we're not going to say anything about sin. We don't like to say the word sin. But it's all through the Bible. If you're going to stand for it, stand for it. If not, you know, John, they're not even calling themselves the church no more. It's like the, 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 I have this notebook in front of me. So I'm going to say it's the five subject uh, Pentecostal house of prayer sinner. (laughs) (laughs) That's because now they can rent out the church because they don't want to got a $10 million building. Mm -hmm. They can rent out the church. If the church is supposed to be holy and sacred, why are you renting it out to secular events? It's supposed to be holy. It's supposed to be sacred. That's why the Holy Ghost reside in man now. It don't reside like it did in the Old Testament in the, uh, 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 in the tent. It don't reside in the covenant no more. It resides in man now. But no, we want this $10 million building. And I like how pastors like to say, our building. They ain't mine. Because when them lights get cut off, it's going to be them lights or my lights. Yes, Somebody right. lights cut off, but it ain't going to be mine. Because <laughs> that's why the Bible says, well, two or three, I'll be in the midst. I don't need the building. I can come to your house, John, your family, my family, a couple of more families. We can all get together. We can cook and we can discuss the word of the God. I don't need a $10 million building. And, and if we do decide to give, I would rather give to you. I didn't say tithing. I say give or offering. I'd rather give to you. That way it'll offset the price of, you know, hosting it because I eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but 
I know we're running way over time, but I got to throw this in there, too, because you mentioned a little bit earlier, but speaking of stuff nobody in the churches wants to talk about, it's abortion. I swear. I I mean, back, hell, it was like two years ago they were talking about these late-term abortions and all this stuff being passed in several states, and I thought, man, this is going to be the day we're going to cover this in church. It was a hush, not a word. And now I I just pulled this up because it was on my uh, things to, to get into, but California Assembly Bill... 2223 legalizes abortion up to up until and after birth. <laughs> this is California, of course, but I mean at the same time I'm like, when are the churches gonna get up on their, their hind legs here and discuss the murder of children? I mean, we could talk about Ukraine. Good lord. Everybody, the Ukraine's on the docket. We're gonna talk about Ukraine, and I'm like, I, I hate it for those people, but here domestically we've murdered over sixty million babies, and that's about the most conservative number I can give. And just because you know, they they told everybody what was already legitimate, that it's a state's rights issue, people somehow just thought it magically went away. It didn't go away. That They just congressionally, or the Supreme Court, I should say, confirmed what we should have known since it passed in the first place. It was a state's rights thing. States had every right in the world to say, no, we're not killing babies here. But the church is just a hush on this. I'm, I'm, I'm mad, really. I mean... It's a little bit of humor, but I can't really laugh at a death of children. That's sick, man. The church is a hush on it because it's it, it's a political issue. Yeah. But if you want to make it a biblical issue, we can do that. The Bible tells us that God said, I knew you before you were born. I knew you. Mm-hmm. He even carried strands on your head. But people like to say this about abortion. Well, it's, uh, I believe it was AOC, uh, 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 Alexandria Cortez, the the nutbag. Yeah. She said abortion was an economic decision. Well, I disagree. Now, if you're going to want to try to justify abortion biblically, you can. But I can tell you this. The Bible tells us that if we're angry, not to sin. I know that having abortion is, you know, I, I mean, uh, getting pregnant out of wedlock is bad. But I also know that there are some people that are married that don't want kids and they get abortion. Mm-hmm. The reasons why abortion is bad is because the Bible tells us to be anger, but sin not. Your emotions is what causes people to get abortions. But the Bible tells us all at the same time that I'm so mad and so upset, but I'm going to go out and cover that up with another sin. God knows that having babies is a gift from him, is a gift from him. So why are you going out killing your babies? Why? Because you want to make it because you want you're not ready for a baby or the economic aspect of it is too much. I don't care what is the reason. Abortion is never right. And I know sometimes that they like to say, oh, well, what if you rape? I understand that you're rape, but the Bible tells us sin not. I understand that you was raped. I understand that you don't want to see this baby every day that reminds you of your rape. But the Bible also tells us that thou should not what? Kill. Don't kill a baby. I understand that, you know, you financially, you know, you already got two or three kids at home and I just can't afford another baby. 
but you met this dude and y'all hooked up and it was just one night and the sex was good. I understand that. But don't kill the baby. But the statistic that they give us, they throw out is that, oh, women are getting raped and getting pregnant by their rapists every day. That's a fraction. I mean, like less than 1%. But you still don't kill the baby. I get angry with the man down the street sometimes driving his uh, Z28, which, by the way, is very nice looking. Yeah. <laughs> and every time he do it, I runs out in the daytime and look at it. But when you're doing it at 2 o'clock in the morning, it makes me want to wring your neck. Yeah. yeah. But the Bible say, sin not. Even the very of it is bad. So, But the church, they don't want to do it from that aspect because it's a hot political topic, so they stay away from it. And uh, it's, 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 John, you can't imagine, I can go on and on and on and on. I can tell you this. If our country don't get it together soon, it won't be much of a country. Because with $20 trillion, you see that uh, uh, Russia has called up its, its young men, and you you look at our young men. Oh my God! We, we all should hope they don't call them up. That's all I can say. You know, you see, China is about China will take Taiwan regardless of what we say or think. Uh, and we have let two million people in that we don't know who. My mama was the first person to come up with vetting because <laughs> she didn't let nobody in our house that she didn't know. Not, uh, she wanted a full background check on you. That's a, that's a good we move. Have, <laughs> we have caught uh, terrorists at our border. We have caught all type of folks at our border. You just don't let any and everybody into your home. When you build a house, John, when you, or, or when you went out and bought your house, you made sure that it had a window, roof, Walls and all that. Even heaven got walls that let you know that ain't everybody ain't getting in. That's the truth. So, I, but you know, uh, 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 our Zor, Zor, whatever you want to call her, she just, you know, Camilla Harris the other day she said that our borders is secure. <laughs> she is so out of touch with what's going on. Oh. Two million. And that's and, and 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 that's a modest number. We really don't know who, how many hundreds of thousands of people that have gotten in over the last year or so. You can't let and what shame on members of the Congressional Black Caucus is. We know that they're not going to be in the rich white liberal neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. We found out with Martha Vineyard. We know they ain't going to be there. That's the truth. We know they're not going to be in Beverly Hills or Brentwood. <laughs> so to the Congressional Black Caucus, where do you think they're going to end up at? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying black people are poor. I'm just saying that they're not going to end up with them. So therefore, they have to end up in a city dwellings. Chicago, New York, St. Louis, New Orleans. They're going to end up in them communities. And it it has nothing to do with, oh, well, we want to help them. It has something to do with voting. Matter of fact, John, uh, uh, I believe that one of the, uh, uh, God, what is it called? The um, people can't 
say, well, I want to come into the country because I'm poor. Yeah. That's not part of the amnesty program. There's a word for it I'm trying to find that I can't remember. Oh, wow. Hmm, Just blew my mind. Uh, But part of wanting to become a citizen is not, oh, well, I'm coming in because we're poor or because of the gangs. Mm -hmm. That's not a reason to come to America. So we just can't let in everybody in because I guarantee you one of these days we will regret it. Just like I can't let anybody into my, first of all, I don't have the resources. As you see, eggs cost $17. (laughs) So I can't, we can't, we don't have the resources. And as you see, the so-called rich white liberals that say that, yeah, we are, uh, 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 come on into our city, come on into our towns. Once they did that, they're like, oh, no, we didn't really mean that. They got rid of them in 48 hours. So, you know, America has some tough questions. And the thing about it is that we have to make sure we elect the right politicians to answer it. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump has the answers to everything. I'm just saying that a lot of issues, you don't need a political story. You just need common sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that when he was president, he ran the country the best that I've ever seen. A lot of people like to say Bill Clinton. Well, people don't know that Bill Clinton had a Republican Congress. Yeah. They kind of stopped his foolishness real quick. Because if not, we would have been a lot further than what we are now in this whole, you know, uh, 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 socialist takeover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just can't give people everything. People always say that capitalism is hard. Uh, well, you know, if you listen to some of the testimonies from people that's from North Korea and the Cubans in, in Florida gets it. Yes, they got they it. They're like, no, dude. Even Pitbull got up there and say, if you don't like my country, yeah. he said, F you and the boat you came in. That's <laughs> the truth. He's not making you know, many, uh, many uh, <laughs> I would say, appearances. He's not on many shows anymore since he actually came out against all this mess. <laughs> sure not. He's not against. No, he's not doing none of the uh, 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 big stage appearances that he de- used to do. That's because anybody that goes against their agenda, they try to destroy yeah. And the whole point in, in, in attacking Donald Trump is it's not because of 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 um of him. They they want to destroy and make sure that he cannot run for president in 2024 because he will win. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that when he does win, it's gonna be so much for him to fix. I don't think it's gonna be enough time. You know, and uh I I I love my country, but at the same time, I'm I'm fearful for the the direction it's going in, because young people don't young young people say that there's no jobs. There's plenty of jobs. You just don't want to work. Yeah. You believe somebody needs fifteen dollars an hour to flip a burger? Well, those type of jobs was always meant for the teenage and part time work. It was not for you to have three kids and take care of. That means that you, if you wanted that, then you had to go to college. Better yourself. But no, Democrats have told them that, hey, we need to pay everybody $15 an hour. 
And now that these folks have went out and making $15 an hour, guess what? You still can't afford medical. You still can't afford eggs. You still can't afford a pack of chicken wings. A pack of chicken wings is $25 now. So, once again, liberal policies has failed. So, now that they have failed, the only thing they have to push is emotions. Democrats never came into the black community talking about jobs and housing. It was always, oh, well, this is that because of the Republicans in the county. Yeah. They had nothing to do with it. What you going to do? Oh, well, we're going to make sure that you get the computers. We still ain't got the computers in the school. They still ain't got the computers in the city school. And one computer room, it's not computers. <laughs> Take so backwards, man. It yeah. just infuriates me that, that people continue to go for it. And the ones that's paying the most are the middle class and the poor. It's definitely the prolonged victim mentality that they've managed to push on everybody. It's sad. Yeah. Well, it's been so good talking to you, man. We got to do this more often. My goodness, we could talk all day. Yes, we can, John. Whenever, just let me know. I'm always ready to talk. As you see, I'm long-winded. I have a lot to talk about. I love it. Um, That's why you're here. <laughs> and whenever you, you call, man, just let me know. Give me a little time, and I'll be ready. Well, I'm going to wrap things up here in a second, but where's the best uh, place for people to find you and support you and follow you? I know the social media is kind of hit and miss, just like with me. There's not there's not much yeah. out there anymore. But Well, right now, I'm just on the social media. Uh, if people want to find me, they can go to Facebook, and they'll find me at Edward Cage. You can go to uh, Instagram, and you'll find me at min.edwardcage. And on Twitter, you'll find me at Edward L. Cage. And um, for speaking engagements, you can uh, email me at 1TACage at gmail.com. That's the number 1TACage at gmail.com. So, you know, hopefully folks will hire me. But I tell you, if you call or you email, this is what you get. You won't get a sugar down type of message. I feel that if liberals can say and do whatever they want to do, I have the right to do that too. Uh, that don't mean that I hate them. That just means that I'm calling them out for what they are. I'm a minister that believes that there's only one God. I believe that Jesus Christ is God according to the Bible. I won't preach a denomination. So if you you email me and you Baptist and you want me to preach a Baptist method, a Baptist message, that's not going to happen. I will preach according to the Bible, what's in the Bible. I won't give you my interpretations, what I think or how I feel. You won't get none of that. Uh, so, you know, save yourself the time because uh, I I pretty much don't have no filters. But. That's just the way I am. I guess that's the the street life that I grew up in. I grew up hard, rough, and my message is hard and rough. A lot of a lot of folks can take it. A lot of folks can't. I I know I'm not for everybody. So uh, you know, like I said, you can see me on uh, social media, or you can email me for speaking and preaching engagement at one t a cage at gmail dot com. 
Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate it, man. All right. Well, if you'll stick around for about 30 seconds, I'll wrap things up and say goodbye to you off the air here. No problem at all. I'll be here. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Well, folks, if you missed any of that, check it out at anomicase.com. My goodness, we got to talk to him more often. Wonderful. Anomicase.com is where you can find today's episode as well as the last one, which was sadly four years ago, but uh, that one and so many more from so many other guests, as well as just me. I'm on here solo at least once a week, too. Anomicase.com, folks. You can't do everything, but you can do something, so please try to get out there, do your part, and make a difference. Till next time, I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomic Age. Thank you for listening to the Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E dot com. Till next time, thank you for listening to the Anomic Age. Thank <laughs> you.